Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined in the studio by the legendary Barry Davis, one of the great voices of British sport. Yeah. Looking That's good. very good Nick for 84, wasn't he? Very tanned. Great. Lovely to see him. Um, Tom Kearney, the Fulham skipper, joined us as well. He's involved in a new app with some of his fellow pros. And yeah. Talked a bit of Fulham, a staunch defence of his star striker, as you'll hear. We had an angry Lloyd Griffith. He normally comes on with a bit of merriment yeah. and fluff, doesn't he? But, yeah, but he um, had some good points He to did. Make. Yeah. yeah, he's talking about the National League playoff. His team, Grimsby Town, are involved in this weekend. And Martin Kellner joined us. Yeah. A man who was effectively trying out as our official tennis correspondent today. But how did he perform? Uh, let's find out. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. I can tell, isn't it? It's the off-season. I watched the programme about the Queen's films last night in the yes. lack of sport. What a marvellous programme. I do recommend it. One of the home movies. Home, Queen's home movies with, with a commentary from her. It's so intensely personal. It's yeah. like a real no, I reveal. Saw it. It's I saw amazing. It. It, was, it, was, it, was a, yeah, it went on. It was very interesting. It was yeah. sort of 75 minutes that breezed by. And was. I was, at one point I was thinking, all she had to do was just trip over slightly and there was 250 quid from Harry <laughs> Hill. It's the Queen. You often get a good look like this comes the Queen. Uh, and you know, he actually is the Queen for a change, yeah, as opposed to a look alike. Would have been good. Yeah. I really wanted to watch Italy versus Argentina tomorrow, but it's on Premier Sport. Well, that doesn't stop you watching. Well, it does, because I'm not going to subscribe. They get about three things I want to watch per year, and I'm not going to subscribe for just one game. Oh, okay, I'll listen to it on Talk Sport. That's, that's the way you do it. Yeah. 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 That's right. But it's it would have been good, really. I think so, definitely. I can't believe Andy, the Andy Carroll story was on the front page of the Sun for the fourth time. Become a big deal, isn't well, it? Who cares? I mean, honestly, it's Andy Carroll. I mean, well, I think he, I think his fiance. Does well, it. she might, but I don't think anybody else. But it was some yeah. brilliant, uh, typical tabloid moments where mm. she said, "Oh, I'm really sorry." She who said, did? I'm, uh, Taylor... You should explain this story, Andy. Oh, you, I surely don't have to, do I? Well, There's... okay, I've Andy, got... go on. Andy Carroll uh, was on holiday. Andy Carroll went out, I think, on his sort of stag do, he had and a he few had. Too much to drink. Well, quite a few drinks. And a couple of young ladies sort of came back to his room. Nothing happened. They point out nothing happened, but they yeah. had a few pictures with him while he was unconscious, lying on the bed. She um, said, I'm so sorry, says Taylor Jane Wilkie. The yes. Oh, yeah, she was, talk about sorry, not sorry. I'm so sorry to have been in the papers and become a minor celebrity. Yeah. It's fantastic. Isn't it? I shouldn't have taken the photos and shared them with friends, but I'm angry. 
they were leaked yeah. from it. She's angry. There used to be I bet an, she's not. There used to be an outlet for um, celebrities at this level, the sort of uh, one of these sort of or kiss yeah. and or not kiss and tell stories yeah, which kisses. Yeah. But now you haven't got like celebrity Big Brother on Channel Five. There's no outlet. Not big enough to get in the jungle. Certainly mm. not big enough to get on Strictly. So what's your reality TV outlet if you've been on the story uh, nothing happened between me and Andy Carroll's story on the front cover? You've got very few places to go, have you? She will become a minor celebrity now. There's no question about it. Do you think she'll build her part? Well, I do think so. It tends to happen. She she maybe could be standing Mm. in for me at some point, Andy. That would be good, I think. You two would be sensational. Wilkie and Jacobs. That's right. Yes, uh, Wilkie and Jacobs would be very good. That's good. (laughs) <laughs> I get her on for the birthday spread. Apparently she likes terrible jokes. Good, yeah. And um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, yes. Deliveroo, this is a good story. They now do trainers. Yeah. Which is great. Couldn't eat a whole one. No. no. <laughs> but don't complain when all the shoe shops in the high street have gone. Marvellous. <laughs> okay. Well done. It's great. As a small independent retailer of the past, Andy, Yeah. that's which is what you were when you I were was, in menswear, yeah. not the band, obviously, yeah, no, when I you was. had your own shop. Very hard Remi- to do that now. Yeah. I mean, remind us what it was called, your shop? Um, Ducati. Oh, Ducati. Did Both they not sue? <laughs> now you'd get a kind of a cease and desist, wouldn't you? you would, from wouldn't Ducati. You? Yeah, I know. You were passing yourself off as some sort of official brand. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever get a free motorbike out of it? I, I didn't, but the did. bloke who actually owned the shop, who we thought it was a complicated arrangement, he, oh, yeah. he had a Ducati, so that's why he did it. We oh, didn't like the name, it? really. Right, but fair we, enough. But we had to go with it. What could you do? You sell a lot of leathers in there, did you? Well, not. Yeah, we did. <laughs> okay. Not those sort of leathers. No, fair enough. You know. Right. Um, so, a couple of things to get you going on mm. today. Um, the Chelsea deal went through. We spoke about it for about five minutes before the end of the show, yesterday. Five minutes after the show, the deal finally went through. Um, but the statement said the club received more than 250 inquiries mm. from proposed purchases. I thought, 250 people? Yeah, I was one of them. Well, exactly. That's the point I wanted to make because it's a bit like the when the England manager's mm. job gets advertised. Yeah. You get you know you get a few time wasters, and I wonder if the, if the ad that they had for Chelsea when they sold it was, um, would you like to buy Chelsea? Brackets no time wasters, please. <laughs> but they must have had some time wasters. Oh yeah, of course. They must have had someone saying, "I'm willing to." I've I've raised all. I'm seven year old son, so I've raised all my pocket money. I want to buy the club. <laughs> Why not? There's always one of those. Normally makes the papers, is it? It made two, no difference to Abraham. She didn't get anything out of two, it. Anyway. Ten pence pieces sell a tape to a piece of paper, and it written in crayon. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't understand it. Well, I think really mm. you have to say that he wanted to raise this amount of money for charity because mm. I can't see what other reason. Other, I suppose, the ego of buying something for $140 million or whatever he paid for it and selling it for $4.25 billion. Yeah, it does prove that he did something to the club. Well, he's probably feeling you get market value and then you do get more for the charity, don't you? It's only yeah. right. No, it's good. You get it's sold good. on the it's cheap. It's a good thing, yeah. They, they benefit less. No, in so the end, it's worked out all right, I suppose. We're interested to hear from you. The day mm. you turn time waster, have you ever been in that situation where something's been advertised, a job, whatever it is, if something for sale, no time wasters, please, you often see that. You think, you know what? I think I'll be a time waster today. <laughs> so um, if you've done that, what sort of response you got? I mean, it may have been managers, jobs, whatever it was do let us know talksport.com text 81089 tweet TSH&J uh, the other thing is Andy today if you've seen this picture of Andy Murray playing tennis in Surbiton he was mm. just playing on a, a just getting ready for uh, yeah, it's a Wimbledon. tournament taking yeah, place that's right. Wimbledon 
But there's people's sort of 30s semis just um, above where he's watching. You could actually open your curtains and watch Andy Murray. I wouldn't, but yeah, well, I know you wouldn't. But there's that phrase, isn't it? I wouldn't open my curtains to watch it. But we are open my curtains just to say, oh, there, there he is. But I wouldn't stay watch it. You wouldn't stay watch the game. But these people can see right onto the court. Nobody appears to be actually at the moment. They're probably sick of tennis, Mm. and the balls are in their windows. That reminds me that at Brentford, they're in the block of flats, which don't all look occupied yet. Right on the top of the block, there are these blokes that go on the roof, and they sit on the. Honestly, you just look at it. That is crazy, especially if they want to lean forward and see, you know, you, you do worry wow, that they're yeah. going to fall off the building into the crowd. Not know? good. Not good. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We did ask you earlier on whether you um, have ever played Time Waster um, because 250 people tried to buy Chelsea. But I was thinking there was no way 250 Mm. people had 4 billion quid. There was definitely some time wasters in there. I will sell my chip van to raise the money type things. I had a company who kept uh, misering me to buy a conservatory time and time again. So in the end... I got them out to quote, I live in a third floor flat, says uh, Pete. And quite served them right, Pete. I think you did You did the right thing. That's good. <clears throat> also, he asked about time wasters. Kelly says at least 50%, I'd say at least, of the participants on A Place in the Sun could be described as time wasters or tyre kickers. No intention of buying. Mm. At least they get their free couple of days in the sun, a free plate of olives, and normally half a lager or a glass of wine as well. Uh, yeah, uh, Crackers asked the question whether people that came along that weren't serious about uh, buying Chelsea were they czar kickers? Czar kick? It doesn't quite work. Does it, it? it works better in print, funny yeah, than when funny you say. Enough. You see, one of the owners of uh, Chelsea is called Jose Feliciano. Oh, really? Jose Feliciano. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not Jose. Jose Feliciano. And uh, he was involved with uh, Inter Milan earlier. Yeah, he said, uh, Come on, baby, we should buy a pie. Never mind. Blimey. <laughs> Don't yeah. worry. I'm getting in practice for the birthday spring. I think you certainly are. Yeah, a beautiful warm-up. Um, yeah, I think you... 
you didn't really sell that one, I Andy, really, did you? No, I, I think I you thought, kind of seem to I gave it away. You got halfway through. Do you want to do it again? Let's no, go. I don't want to do it again. <clears throat> do you want to do it clean and we'll go no, again? No, I don't want to do it again. Okay. What, whatsoever. <laughs> I messed it up the first time. That's good enough for me. You sure? I'm quite happy. Okay, fair. You're quite happy? I'm, yes, I'm quite happy. Okay, you got it out there. Got it out Got it off your chest. I've made the point. You've made... <laughs> What point? What point? There we are. So, yeah, the birthday spread there. It's fine. It is. It is. It's, it's Andy, it's fine. No one thinks any less of you now well, than they did they two certainly don't think ago. any more of me. <laughs> no, they, <laughs> they, they, they definitely happen. don't think any more of you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You're telling us this afternoon about uh, a couple of things, really. The day you turned time waster. Much like uh, some of those 250 people who apparently tried to buy Chelsea, had four billion lying about. And uh, also um, Andy Murray playing tennis in Serbia and yesterday, so sort of row of 30s houses just behind where he's playing on the court. And you could literally open your curtains and watch him play. Um, you had a few of those. And I was born in uh, near Peterborough, and the Red Arrows used to practice just above my house every Sunday. Oh, dear. <laughs> that's, that's, well, mm-hmm. You'd open your curtains to watch that. You'd certainly hear them first, mm. wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, Andy, anything else you want to get off your chest today? Oh, no, I'm waiting. <laughs> Sorry, are you, what, what do you mean you're waiting? I'm waiting for the next okay, section. Okay, what about this? Is, this is, okay, fair enough. Right. This is an open the curtains um, mm. slash porthole and see. Uh, I was once working on an exclusive cruise ship in Monaco and could open my porthole and see the race. I've absolutely no interest in Formula One, so what a great privilege it was, says Brian, the, the Villa fan. But it's a big sporting event, Brian. Talking of Monaco, uh, there's been a lot of talk about Chuameni and could he be coming to the Premier League? Well, no, he isn't. It looks like he's going to uh, Barcelona, apparently. Was that oh, Real Madrid? No, Real Madrid. Real Madrid, yeah, yeah. One, fortune, of, one of those two. Uh, they don't so, even yeah. need him. These clubs, honestly. It's very interesting how... The, because there are a group of clubs now with money and, and power, mm. that all the clubs are going for the same players. You know, you get a player like Jimmy, they all wanted him, they all fancied him. It is interesting, really. Yeah. And there are only so many players you can have. I mean, you would imagine uh, Madrid pretty well stocked in midfield, but there, there you go. Mm. Social media is fascinating, though. The, the whole thing went round that Benzema, Benzema Karen Benzema, mm. yeah. and the referee on Saturday night were cousins. And then people start conjecturing about, start arguing about whether he was and you know what it meant, and that's why he gave the goal. That's why he didn't give the goal. You think he's not his cousin? He's not. It just turns out it's amazing how these things happen, and then people yeah. believe it. I mean, I don't think you'd get the game if you were the other team striker's cousin. Would you? I, mean, I don't would, think so. I think that would put a spanner in the works if you ever wanted a Champions League final. So that does seem a bit weird. Yeah. I'm with Mike Dean was Harry Kane's uncle. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see that. No, no, not really. Um, I once saw a deal whereby you could test drive a car uh, and get a free overnight stay. Mm. I felt like a total time waster when I made up a story that I was buying a Corsa as a surprise for my wife. In reality, we just bought a second-hand car. Anyway, I went along with the charade for about an hour Mm. when I drove the car around town, all the while the salesman giving it the big one. As it turned out, I got the voucher for overnight stay and used it at the Premier Inn near a Christmas market. Ended up with the kids having breakfast with Santa the next day, all for free. Marvelous. What a chance of Barry and Greenock. Well done to you, though. And the good people at Vauxhall, they'll be shutting you down next time. You're on, you're on a list, almost certainly on a list. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. We've got the National League uh, playoff this weekend. Mm, what uh, a game, the semi-final. At the London wise, Stadium. It? God, it's a big room, that. Um, it's uh, Grimsby Town versus uh, Solihull Moors to see who goes into League Two. Um, but I mean, we're going to be talking ticket prices at Lords later on 
uh, in these uh, difficult times, the ticket prices for this match are a bit steep. Here to tell us more is the man we often turn to on Grimsby Town, uh, comedian, actor. Um, it's Lloyd Griffith. Good afternoon, Lloyd. Good afternoon, gents. How are we? Good, thank Good. you. You now, got your tickets? Yeah, I've got my tickets. Yeah, I got my tickets for uh, for Sunday. Uh, excited, but mm. nervous, I guess. Yeah. I mean, what 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 are the prices that they're going for? Um, so they were on sale yesterday morning for season ticket holders in the lower tier, mm. and they were going for forty pound for an adult, twenty pound for concession. Obviously, children, no matter what age they are, but I think it's. 15 or 16 and under is is 20 pounds which i still think is yeah. a lot of money but the thing that's really irked us is like i'm actually speaking to you i'm actually pitch side at west ham stadium right now mm. i'm working on something else and i'm looking at it and they've taken out the seats on behind the goal okay and none of this like none of this was relayed in any of the communication from the national league probably a bit of feedback from the uh, speakers now but <laughs> none of this was re- was relayed from, from by the national league at all and it's just, it's just it's, so a lot of the tickets from the lower tier have, have have sold out you go up to the higher tier it was 50 pounds yesterday for adults and then there was no concessions and luckily Grimsby and Solihull got onto the National League and said this is despicable do you know what I mean like if you're not a season ticket holder you've got to go up and so 50 quid to take a kid so luckily there's been a bit of like movement in that and Grimsby Town have been working with people who have already bought tickets and trying to find a resolution for that. But it's just, I mean, <laughs> there's, there's two teams on Sunday that really want to play in League Two. But I think the, like, the kind of like the, what they'll be playing for more is to get out of this absolute pony league. It's just it, two teams as well, like who, you know, Midlands and Grimsby. None of the teams that were in the top seven for the last however many months when this was being organised play in the South. And it just seemed like it's an absolute, um, yeah, just very, very disorganised. And there's a cost of living crisis on. Fuel's going yeah. through the roof. I mean, and you're, you're, there's been absolutely zero communication from the National League about what is going on here. And what's what's been so uh, lovely is in the last twenty four hours, the Mariners Trust, the Grimsby Town Supporters Trust, have set up a little fund to, to kind of try and raise money for people who mm. might not be able to afford to take their kids, and that's raised. I think it's thirteen thousand pounds. Wow, in that includes hours, the Solihull is, fans as well as yours, so, doesn't it? Well, well, basically, so it was set up by the Grimsby Town Trust, mm. and there's been fans from all over the country, all over the world. A lot of Wrexham fans, I've seen like Sheffield Wednesday fans. There's a, uh, a charity called Free Kicks who donated a thousand pound, which is absolutely amazing. You know, I've got a few friends of mine who are football fans who aren't Grimsby Town fans. They're putting money in the pot, and this will go as well to Solihull Moors um, fans as well. Yes, yeah, so we Excellent. want it to be spread between the two. So, absolutely fair play to the Mariners Trust for doing that. But, it, you know, again, in this day and age, we shouldn't be relying on situations like this. People should make decisions like having to use food banks. You know, like there's such an issue with society at the moment. Sorry, I'm usually quite lighthearted when I come on the show. But, I mean, I've gone, I've gone, no, I've gone, I've gone, I've gone full on Gary Neville. Now. The other thing is, um, Lloyd, I mean, that, as I said, it's a big room. I mean, last year it was Ashton Gate. Um, yeah. Do you need a 50-odd thousand seat, a 60,000 seat stadium for this match? And maybe that's why the ticket prices are so high, because mm, you're going to be point. rattling around in there. I, I, I think it's absolutely hit the nail on the head there. You know what I mean? West Ham is a lovely stadium. And, you know, will we fill it? We're not sure. You know, it's looking like Grimsby Town are selling quite a lot. I think our catchment area is bigger than 
you know, Solihull Moors and stuff. So I think they're selling a few, but, you know, why? And, and I know that a lot of grounds do rip up their grass at the end of the season. Mm. So you are limited with the amount of uh, grounds that you can go to. But I think there, sh- there could have been more options, potentially. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, we don't know what's gone on behind behind uh, the, the, the doors. There. I'm sure no. that we you know, work entirely to sort that out. But the thing that's just irked me is just this whole ticket price thing, the lack of communication. They don't care about the people that are going to be here. I remember seeing there's there a little lad that I saw outside. I went I went to the game on the, on on Saturday mm. at Wrexham. Incredible game game. Mm. After there's a little lad there, and he come with his brothers. His dad's a season ticket holder. He couldn't go because of work commitments. His first two games were Notts County away and Wrexham away, where we scored in the last minute oh. of each game. <laughs> and then you know if he if he, he'll then obviously want to come to the West Ham game mm. but what if he's priced out do you know what I mean it's, it's just you want to be making this accessible to as many people as possible yeah. why are you making it 50 quid for an adult 25 you know for for, for a child and it, it just it's just really really irked me and that just what's really annoyed me is just this lack of communication from the National League the entitlement of being like well you're going to come anyway their statement that they came out was absolutely pitiful these are grown adults do you know what I mean what did they <laughs> say then Lloyd in, in, off, uh, off they the back of said, this Look, he's, kind of, he's kind of been in line with the last few years you know you paid it last year so you're going to pay it this year aren't you see you on Sunday words uh, <laughs> that effect <laughs> I am paraphrasing there's me being light hearted but um, yeah it was it's it, it was absolutely crazy and you know that the National the lottery, bless them, they've come in and they're doing a scheme this year with with, uh, with lower leagues. They've donated 500 tickets, but why should it have to come to this? Why yeah. are why are we crowd for uh, funding for 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 people who aren't in a lucky position to be able to pay 50 quid for 25 quid? Why are the national league not going? Do you know what? We made a mistake here. Maybe that maybe the maybe the game shouldn't be at West Ham. Maybe we should have thought actually. Let's put it a little bit, you know, in the Midlands or accessible for a few more people like they did last year. And then why have they not come out and gone, yeah, maybe ticket prices are too expensive. And they've not really, they knew, they knew that the seats aren't going to be here behind the goal. So behind the goal at the moment, oh. I'm looking at the goal, there's no seats. So if it goes to that because they're putting in standing seats? I wonder why that well, is. Well, yeah, I believe, and I think a few people did a bit of research, there's concerts on in the summer uh, and stuff like that. So, you know, this is how West Ham have gone. Look, you know, you can have the stadium, but this is how it is. Yeah. So the National League were well aware of this. And at no point have they communicated this to any of the fans. Do you know what I mean? So there was like so much confused, yeah. like, com- uh, confusing people on the website yesterday. Like, why can't I get tickets behind the goal? I was like, oh, because there's there are no <laughs> seats behind the goal. <laughs> it's, I mean, surely you'd mention that. Do you know what I mean? They're making a big song and dance about it being at the London Stadium, the Olympic Stadium. However, you can't sit behind the goal. Like, and if it goes to pens, it's not going to look great on telly if it goes to penalties. Oh, is it? it's like is it is it Oxford United who didn't have a, uh, an end stand for about twenty years. It's going to be like that. <laughs> what do you think? We played at Wrexham on 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 Saturday. Luckily, we won in the last minute. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. And sorry to any Wrexham fans listening, but it was an amazing day. What a really game that must have been! Wrexham. I'm quite interested in that. Yeah, fine. I mean, it was, an, it was an amazing game. Yeah. Absolutely amazing game. And did it, was mean, it? Did it add to it as the, as the as the Hollywood FC thing added a bit of spice to it for all those teams around Wrexham? A little bit, yeah. You kind of, <laughs> I mean, like Charlie, I was speaking to Charlie Baker and you know your producer John, both Torquay United fans. I'm not sure if they've mentioned it, um, <laughs> but they were saying we just want Wrexham out. We want Wrexham out of the league because they're just going to spend and spend and spend, which mm. you know is fine. But you know they can do that, and it's. As I was chatting to Max and Barry on on Sunday, you know, it, it, it's good money. Do you know what I mean, it's not you know horrible oil money or, or or what have you. So, you know, it's quite nice. It's quite exciting. Obviously, it was great to do them over. I've just seen their TikTok um, highlights and you know, just the fact that 
Uh, Ryan Reynolds has mentioned John McAtee. I mean, even I got giddy uh, about that. So, <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> so look, he's, he's going to be he's going to be a great game, and obviously for the two teams, as I say, I mean, two very good footballing teams are meeting it on on Sunday. Mm. The pitch looks immaculate. It absolutely it's just started raining now, so I'm going to have to go in a minute because my fake hair might start dripping. <laughs> but the pitch looks absolutely <laughs> immaculate. But it's just, you know, it's, it's soured by the situation we've actually gone through. Just so much uncertainty. Yeah. Families not knowing where they can take their kids to... to it's Jubilee weekend in London. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like the trains. My mum can't get a train. She's having to come down on a, on, a, on, a, on a boozy bus. I mean, she's not exactly over the moon, but that's just 63 and T total. But I mean, <laughs> you know, you'll find, you'll find ways. And it just seems to be this whole thing has not been thought, thought through oh, wow. at all. And I, I do... All, 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 you know, again, I like to come on here and be quite lighthearted. It's really raining here now, lads. Wow. But if the National League can just come out and genuinely just show a little bit of compassion, a little bit of empathy to the thousands of people that are going to be here, you know what I mean? And, and you're looking at a family, it's going to be it's five, six hundred quid for a day. And yeah. it just, it's, oh, my yeah, days. We'll so, try and get a word from them. We'll try and get a response oh, from them if honestly, we can. We I would... think you, you'll, you'll have better luck getting a word from Prince Charles, we'll honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Tough booking. Yeah. We will put a call into them. So Mariner's Trust, if people want to help, they can find yeah, that. Mariner's here. Trust on Twitter. Um, they've got the details there. And I mean, just, you know, I'm not speaking on behalf of the Grimsby fans or anyone, but, you know, thank you to everyone that's donated. I mean, they're hard-earned money it's just, you know we're in a really difficult position globally at the moment mm. and the fact that people have gone you know what i'm going to put in seven quid ten quid fifty quid four hundred quid a thousand pounds thank you it's going to be you know, so much to so many people but it's just so sad that we're about to you know go down this yeah. route and um good luck to solio moors and obviously to grimsby on sunday it's going to be an amazing game I mean, this pitch actually, if I'm anything, it's getting too wet now. I might start moving the carpet from behind the goal onto the pitch. It's going to be there for the ball players that are skimming off the top. So it'll play the better footballing side. But you're both good footballing well, sides. I mean, oh, well, sorry, how finished yeah. 10 you, points above you, didn't they? But so did Wrexham finish 11 so, points so above did Wrexham. Yeah. But then, I mean, if you look at the football on, sun, on Saturday, absolutely incredible game. Nine goals, only two scored with feet. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> it was a proper National League game. That, Beautiful. So, uh, one scored with a hand Actually, anyway, I'll leave that. Paul Mullen. Uh, no VAR, you see. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. Maybe they're paying for VAR. They'll bring it in next season. That's why the ticket yeah. prices is. Anyway, enjoy the game <laughs> at the weekend, Lloyd. Good Bless to talk you. to you. Take Thanks care. Thanks for having me on, lads. Take care. See you Lloyd Griffith there, mm. uh, getting it off his chest. Um, it's so late as well. I mean, the season finished quite a long time. I'm talking finished, what, how many weeks ago? Three weeks ago? Yeah. I mean, it's taken a while. Because you've got a whole raft of games, haven't you, to get there. You know, it's a bit of a playoff system. It's not just as straightforward as the other playoffs. But, um, yeah, shame there's no seats behind the goals. Which yeah. Everybody likes getting behind the goal. But the atmosphere is not fantastic there at the best there you of are times, a so, bit yeah. further away. But uh, anyway... Uh, enjoy if you're going along best of luck to both teams the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast Hawksby and uh, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport Barry Davis uh, one of the great voices of sport joining us a little bit later on but um, we're going to tell you a bit more about a new app that a number of professional footballers have come together to uh, to mm. promote um, uh, it's a, a very good idea and it, it uh, comes from a place that they have real experience of here to tell us more about it one of the men involved the Fulham skipper Tom Kearney good afternoon Tom how are you doing, guys? You good? Yeah, yeah we're good. good. Uh, I, t- I saw uh, Daniel Backman talking about this on TV the other day, the Watford yeah. keeper. Um, he's one of the guys, Josh Windass and and others as well. We'll come on to that in a minute. But it's called Opon, and yes. it's a social media app with yeah. a difference, isn't it? Uh, people basically have to register their details, which is something that a lot of people have felt should be happening on Twitter. 
Yeah, um, yeah, I feel like I've showed up on a lot of social media platforms. It's basically just identity verification app um, where you can only sign up and, and have social media if, if there's a face behind the profile, if there's a name behind the profile, address. Um, so just trying to eradicate people hiding behind a, a, a blank screen, a blank person and, 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 and getting away with things that probably people shouldn't get away with. Yeah. Will it link to things like Twitter and Instagram or is it its own site and for people to chat? It's its own, it's its own site, but obviously it'll be, it'll be like similar to Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Like, the way, look, social media is amazing. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of positives about it and very little, little negatives, but sometimes the negatives, um, yeah, as we've seen last, last summer, the Euros, especially, I think um, it went a little bit too far with, with the three lads that missed the penalties. And um, I think that really uh, made us try and try and start something. Um, yeah, it is shocking, isn't it? Far. Daniel Batman was saying, you know, he's had threats to him and his family, all sorts of appalling stuff. You know, I mean, I don't know if you have you experienced the same sort of thing? I've got, I think every footballer, every person in sport really is, is probably experienced a little bit of abuse I'm not saying I've had anything like um, the three boys did last summer and like, like I can't compare that but um, I, I suppose it's how some people deal with it. some people are better dealing with it than others as well but I think when it when it gets um, like racial and, and stuff like that mm. I mean it's people have got to be responsible for things they say um, and hopefully like this I'm not saying it's going to eradicate everything but hopefully we're on the way to to getting rid of a lot of it so yeah, it would make you think if you if you knew well, yeah. you know your identity was there you, you'd have a different view. Get rid of the keyboard warriors as well. I think. I think so. I think if if you look at most of the abuse they come from, I don't know, like accounts that you don't even know who were behind them. Do you know what I mean? But it is a person, and they they're behind a fake account for a reason. Um, but people read these words and then they hurt, especially when it's about things that it, that, that 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 like they are to read. So. Um, I don't know. We're just trying to make a difference. It's, it's it's not easy, but I think being involved in football, having our platform, knowing the people we know, we can maybe make a difference, and hopefully we can. And you guys are the faces of it, but it is being crowdfunded, isn't it? There's ways for the, the listeners to get involved yes. as well to find yes. out more. Yeah, crowdfunded. Yeah, so we love investors, um, people who are involved in football, Premier League, sponsor leagues, businesses, even individuals, up and down, whatever whatever background. So um, yeah. Hopefully, when we raise the money, and then four months after that, it should be launching, and yeah, it'd be, it'd be amazing. But um, still, a long way to go. So we're just trying to get it out there. You have go a, to... have a word with Elon Musk. He's got a bit. Yeah, he's, he's decided <laughs> not to buy one. He might buy your one. Um, <laughs> Crowdcube.com forward slash yes. uh, Opon O P O N. If people want to find yes. out a little bit more. Now, uh, yeah. congratulations back in the Premier League. Yeah. And thank you. What your, a season! I mean, for you more than anybody because you missed so much of that Premier League season with Fulham oh, wow. uh, with injury. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 weird. I mean, it, it didn't feel like I, I was part of the Premier League season. I missed, what, nine, ten months of it. Um, it was an awful time, I'll be honest, especially through COVID. I couldn't even go and watch the games. Yeah. So I was just, um, I was injured. Obviously, when you get promoted for the second time, you're like, okay, hopefully I finish like, my career in the Premier League with Fulham. Do you know what I mean? I'll stay here now. And, but what happened, happened. And it was it was a hard time, a really hard time mentally as well. But to, to come back from injury and bounce back straight away, in the fashion we did was was special. So um, yeah, hopefully third time lucky. He scored so many goals, as they say here on Talksport, and uh, it was amazing. Whether you can reproduce that in the Premier League will be interesting. Do you think he's going to go for a different change of style, or is he going to take the same approach to games? Um, I think I think for maybe for the teams around us and, and the, uh, the games that we can win, I feel like we'll, we'll play the same. But I think 
listen, if you play the likes of Man City, Liverpool, etc., and you and you think you can dominate the ball like we did last year, I think that's. I mean, we're not that naive. You you understand you have to change tactics and adapt to the situation. But um, I mean, I've, I've said in a few interviews, he's the first manager really where I've, I've been like two or three nil up at half time, and he's he's coming and says we need to score more goals, <laughs> like. Honestly, like every manager I've had is like, okay, keep it tight. First 15, we'll see the game out. The game's over. He was like, no, we can punish teams. We can we can score more goals. And I think we I think we won seven nil three times. So I think it's just yeah, it was, it was crazy season. Yeah, yeah exciting I mean, times with the stadium. Sorry, Paul, with yeah. the stadium as well. I, can, I live pretty nearby, and I can see it's coming on very well. Yeah, yeah, the new stand. Um, I don't know if it's ready for the first game. Hopefully, it will be, but. Um, no, it looks it looks sensational. I mean, obviously we played last season without anyone in it, but um, yeah, it's 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 an amazing time to get promoted and to go up with a new kind of the new stadium is yeah, it's a good feeling. So many of those goals were scored by Alexander Mitrovic, and there's, there's, when he's been in the Premier League, he's found it tougher to, to score goals. It's going to be interesting, but there seems to be a change to his game last season. I think take that into the Premier League, it could be a different outcome. I know you say, you, you you say that, but in the first season when we got relegated, he scored twelve. Mm. I mean, it's 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 not bad at all. And there's also his international records incredible. He's, he's Serbia's top goal scorer. I mean, Ivan Tony, people saying he's had an amazing season. Maybe he's got an England squad. He scored eleven. Mm. Good so, point. Um, I mean, in second season he played less, and we played counter-attacking football. And counter-attacking football is probably not Mitrovic's strength. Um, we played five at the back and one up front, basically. So in I think in a possession-based team, and he's anywhere around the box, he's a killer, and the, the size of the goal don't change. So, listen, it's a completely different ball game. We know that. Um, but if I, I honestly feel like if Mitro gets a chance, he's, he'll, he'll score. Yeah. Um, uh, Fabio Carvalho has moved on to Liverpool. Um, it's a shame to see a, a good young player go, but you know that's the the way football works. I mean, what can Liverpool fans? Well, the way Liverpool work with Fulham. Yeah. What, <laughs> what, what can they expect? Yeah, yeah. What can they expect from him, Liverpool fans? Uh, do you think, Tom? Um, honestly, he's he's got a big, big, big chance of having a special career. Um, uh, he was he was an absolute dream last season. I mean, on the on. On and off the ball is is beyond his years, in my opinion. Um, his running off the ball at for, for 19, 20, whatever he is, is is beyond his years as well. So I know, I know Klopp loves high energy. Um, he can't get much more energy than him. So uh, and he can nick a goal. I'm not saying he's going to set the world alight at Liverpool next season because there's, there's, there's a big squad. But I honestly feel like he could develop in. Uh, train with better players play with better players and yeah who knows what the future holds he's already played for Portugal 21s now um, so yeah I'm, I'm really really interested to see his, his career so um, yeah hopefully he does well it'll be interesting to see what Fulham do as well in the window because as was well reported last time they spent a lot of money it didn't quite work out but I would imagine this yeah. time they'll be a bit more careful and add to what the manager really wants yeah, I feel like if you if you get promoted, I think it's, it's vital to add quality and, and and competition for places. And I feel like we'll do that. I mean, in fairness to to the owners and to Fulham, we've we've tried every every time. Do you know what I mean? It's not like we've just got promoted and, and kept the money and not not tried to improve. But we have tried to do that. Um, you could say we had an incredible amount of loan players last time. Maybe if, maybe a few too many. Who knows? But we tried to we tried to bring players in and, and, and try and stay up. But I feel I honestly do feel like at Fulham stay up one year then we'll be there for a long time final year of Scotland mm. International and uh, they got a big game against Ukraine uh, tomorrow um, huge I, I, yeah I mean it must I'm sure you're thinking if you can hit the ground running in the Premier League you can get back into the Scotland setup. 
Yeah, of course. I mean, I haven't get. I'd, I'd, I'd love to. I mean, I've played a couple of times, but I'd love to be involved. I feel like the manager's done incredible. The squad's done incredible to get to a major tournament, obviously. Um, but yeah, best of luck them to them tomorrow night because yeah, it's it's, it's great. It's great uh, for for Great Britain as well. But we're having successful teams, and maybe Wales can do it as well. Excellent. Uh, look, good good to talk to you, Tom. Mm. Appreciate it. Have a good summer and best of luck next season. Th- and good luck no worries. with uh, Thank you guys. All the best. Take care. Yes. Yeah, bye bye, bye, bye. Right. Tom Kenny there, uh, crowdcube.com forward slash Opon, O-P-O-N, if you want to find out more about the app that uh, he's involved with, Tom there and Josh Windass and Woody Caballero, I see talking about it as well, and Daniel Backman, the Watford Keeper. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs mm. uh, here on TalkSport, been uh, joined in the studio by a legend of uh, sports broadcasting. Barry Davis is with us. Barry, lovely to see you. Nice to see you too. Yeah, haven't been around these parts ever before. No, no, it's uh, it's. You were saying you were looking very well, very tanned. No, well, just does help the... to find the sun. Uh, there is sun in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Not too good for the top of the head. They've got to be careful of that. No, absolutely. <laughs> so I take it you're still an avid watcher of all sorts of sport, or the sports you used to commentate on, and more. Do you, do you still keep in touch with? football and yes uh, I, I do I, I don't go to as many games I, I don't watch as many games mm. um, and uh, because I mean the, these days there is so much uh, sport on, on, on there which is which is you would have been a great. lot busier wouldn't you you probably you would have been a lot busier if you were in your heyday and football was as it is now you would have mm. definitely done more than one commentary a week oh yeah uh, um I, I don't think I actually could have been much busier than, than the BBC because they kept asking me to do something else. <laughs> That's true. Um, and which I enjoyed. And uh, in, in no way being uh, uh, giving myself a pat on the back, but I actually think I benefited from you know, when, when you've seen a boat race that finishes with a victory in, the, in uh, one foot and what's put into just that moment mm, of mm. You know, four and a half miles, you, you, you know, you see here a football co- footballer complaining, you think, well, crikey, he wasn't up at six o'clock this morning and he's not doing exams this afternoon, etc. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's just, I think... Well, I you did a, tennis, a, famously, but did you, tennis? Do, did you ever do the Olympics? Yeah, you went out to the Summer Olympics quite a I, few, didn't you? I think I did, I... I didn't know you were going to talk to me. I, I could have looked this up, but I think oh, I'm... Just generally. I, I, I've... Yeah, I think I did. Uh, I think it was ten, ten World Cups and twelve Olympic Games. Yeah, seven oh. Winter Games, and I did a few cer- um, ceremonies as well after uh, yeah. after David Coleman retired. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm I've been paid for a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> when you did Summer Olympics, Barry, did you? Uh, did they throw sports at you now and again. You say, well, look, someone needs to do that. And, uh, and you, okay, Barry will do that for us. Something was sports you weren't maybe particularly familiar with. You found yourself having to commentate on. Uh, yes, quite quite a few. Mm. Uh, I mean, I I stood in for a, for a Alan Weeks on the figure skating. Oh yeah. Uh, and I, I, then I introduced the figure skating, uh, and then he retired. And suddenly, everybody thought I was going to do the commentary. <laughs> you know, um, I had no anticipation it's of that. It's quite technical, isn't it, as well? Yeah. Isn't it? Well, it can be. Uh, yeah. I did a lot of work learning what's the difference between a 
a triple axle and a, a <laughs> double toe loop or Absolutely. whatever. They always gave Alan Weeks the cold... Or maybe he had a big overcoat because they gave him the ice hockey as well. So I think he had a particularly oh, yeah. big He was overcoat. very keen on ice hockey. He used yeah. to work at the rink uh brighton mm. um as a public address announcer oh right um yes uh he he, he knew a lot about yeah you had to, when you were commentating on football for the bbc you had to be neutral and you brilliantly were neutral because both paul and i were thinking what team did barry support when he yeah a team? and we've absolutely no idea so you must have kept it why? Are you prepared to admit who your team was? <laughs> yeah, I, I have. I have admitted. I'll put it this way. I was in the days when uh, I was young enough to be passed down the heads of the crowd mm. in the enclosure at White Hart Lane. Oh, ah, fantastic. Yeah, that's what I used to stand when I was a kid as well. So, mm. yes. I mean, well, I, I wanted to be Ted Ditchburn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was, I, Tottenham was at the back of my mind that you were a Spurs fan, but I mean, you, you know, it's not something you would particularly volunteer. Although maybe when we hear, is Gascoigne going to have a crack? I think he is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. That was a good moment for you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, I had this had this habit of, 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 of opening my mouth and hoping whatever I said. Uh, was going to be sufficiently far away from my foot to not make an idiot of myself. Um, now, there was a fantastic moment. Uh, uh, well, there was a, an interesting uh, uh, news story recently, Barry, and we thought of you when it happened. We're going to play a bit of your commentary from 1986, but here we go. Here's Maradona again. He has Borchaga to his left and Valdano to his left. He doesn't. He won't need any of them. Oh, you have to say that's magnificent. There is no debate about that goal. No, it certainly yeah. wasn't any debate. I think we all, that no, was spoke for the nation. The best goal of all time, I think, yes, in the World yeah. Cup. And, 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 of course, Steve Hodge uh, swapped that shirt with Maradona. <laughs> and it sold £7 million. Pounds. Amazing, I said to it? my son I should be trying to get in touch with him to say that, you know, without uh, a few commentary lines, whatever they've been, <laughs> they wouldn't be any good to you. You yeah. should all get uh, a share. Yeah, but, no, yeah. he hasn't offered. He hasn't offered, Steve. Uh, but it... It, it, it was uh, his error, and yeah. I'm sure he knew it. Well, he well it was a bigger right error by the, by the referee. Yeah, yeah. That's well, that's true. It yeah. was. Uh, have you got a Have you got a, a, a favourite game when you look back on the career football wise? Is there a, is there a real sort of standout match that you commentated on from your point of view? Would that be among them? That that game. That, that would that, certainly be among them. Um, and so would so would Gaza. Um, mm. It's very, very difficult. To yeah, you did so many matches, yeah. I guess. I there mean, are, you, you're, we should talk about your rivalry, or not, non-rivalry with Motti, as it turns you out. Well, we were yeah, rivals, no. yes. But we, it was painted. I mean, I would imagine these days, in the way that the, the, you know, the, the game is publicised, it would have been played up a lot more than it probably was in those days. But you two were, were great mates. But you were vying for the, the big games, the big finals, weren't you? Yeah, uh, I mean, and, and he came after I did, as it, as it were, in terms of and in terms of age and so on. Mm. Um, but actually, I mean, I would perhaps surprise you. It, it was made quite a lot. You, the BBC made a bit of use of it because they was you know sent us off to the World Cup, uh, saying you know, uh, not specifically to us, but making the announcement to the to the, the media. Mm. That the decision would be made, um, I could just point out a few places where this was not true. <laughs> I, I think they, they, they fairly frequently. 
uh, you know, should have told me honestly. That yeah. He's doing. Mm. And, and in the end, they they got round. Was know. it the same with cup finals, or how did how did that work? Well, I did two of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, fair enough. Ah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just it, it got to the stage where it was quite difficult for his time to come to an end because, yeah. um, and they they did it, and let, Brian Barwick made the change, and and I did one, and then he went to ITV Barwick. Mm. Uh, and uh, um, he was replaced. And the man who re replaced him allowed me one more. But told me I was still doing that. Uh, actually, he did me a great favour because it was the, the year of uh, of uh, uh, Euro '96. Yeah. And uh, he said Motti was going to do the final of that, uh, so I would still do the cup final. <laughs> but you did the you did the Euro '96 England Germany game as well. I was well. very lucky. Yeah. I did the Spain game. Uh, yeah. I did the Holland game recorded, mm. which is the best performance for England I've ever seen. Yeah, um, that, we always talk about that England Germany game in the Gascoigne charts, and every time it never happens that you don't watch that and think he's going to put it in. He must feel the same thing. <laughs> he's definitely going to slide in there <laughs> from that ball going into the box. Yeah. The, the, the the kind of the way the commentary works has changed a lot, Barry, over the years. I mean, you you had co-commentators, but it was a different thing. It, it wasn't really a, a two-hander. You were the commentator, and you'd bring in the co-commentator. But now it does. It's a different sort of setup. It's much more kind of when you listen to the kind of Sky approach and with Martin, with with uh, Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville. It's a kind of different approach, isn't it? It is a different approach. Yeah. Um, I think during during the time that. Uh, that I was doing it. I probably spoke less than any other commentators of that mm. time. Uh, and when I first started, the co-commentator, one, uh, was known as a summariser. Mm -hmm. So, you know, working with Don Revy or uh, Trevor Brooking, somebody like that, the, the, initially with, uh, with Revy perhaps, um, they would be expected to do a 10-minute summary of... You know, not mm. not for ten minutes, but, but didn't but, you? Uh, and Motti told us that you sh you would share a mic. He share, and Jimmy Hill would try and grab the mic, and then yeah. try and grab it back <laughs> off him. And there was a, yeah, Mo a battle. Mo Motti has one famous story about that, which <laughs> I'm sure he must have told you. So I won't <laughs> yeah. tell you again. Uh, yes, I, I there was one one occasion with Jimmy when he was commentating. Uh, I was working with him, and he, and he got. Uh, some subject that he wanted to get in and, and attack Bills, and he, he tackled it. Um, and I can't remember who the players were, but the shot came back off the crossbar. Um, and Jimmy says, oh, made some comment about it, who it was. <laughs> and I, I think I got told off for doing this, but I said, thank you, Jimmy, thank you. Uh, I, I thank you too on behalf of John Motson. <laughs> it justifies the fact that we both do this job because that wasn't Smith; it was Jones. <laughs> and it was one of those. He took it well. He laughed. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's good. People can get too serious. You, yeah, you, you had some obviously difficult things to commentate on. You were commentating on the night of the Heisel Stadium disaster as well. I remember that night doing that commentary. It must have been incredibly yeah. difficult. Uh, it was yeah. very difficult. Mm. Um. And it was a disaster. How it was allowed to, to develop like that. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I thought afterwards the game happened afterwards. The game was played, but you don't think it would be now. And, and, and you know, you commentated on that game, and, and I remember you kind of feeling like the, the game was almost immaterial. You could hear it in in the commentary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was told by the producer back in London not not to get too excited about the game. And one of my, I was then living in a flat with a couple of guys, and and uh, they turned it on to listen to, and they thought that I must have been ill. Mm. Um, because I was so sotto voce. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Do you uh, was football your favourite sport to commentate on, or tennis, or what did you? I prefer? started with football, mm. um, but my answer to that question has always been: uh, my favourite sport was the one that I was doing at the time. Mm. I didn't decide if I was if I was uh, uh, working at a World Cup. Uh, and it clashed with Wimbledon, which it did at some stages. Uh, and uh, they wanted me to come back to Wimbledon. Then I would, I would mm. accept that. I didn't make the decision. Sure. So there's no point in me saying oh, I want to stay here for the football or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And do you miss it now? Do you still do you sit there? Do you Sometimes. Do you, do you find yourself commentating subliminally on football matches when you sit and watch them. What I might say here, I suppose everybody does that to an extent. Uh, to some extent, mm. but wouldn't have been too many sentences on many occasions. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the style, as you rightly said, has changed. It's not for me to say that it's changed too much. Uh, my feeling is, as a as a as a viewer, I like time to think what I am thinking about the game, and I'm quite happy to be guided from time to time, but not all the time. Yeah, and, and on some occasions I'm not pointing to anybody in particular, and I'm not saying it's wrong, but I think the viewer needs time to c- catch his breath and, mm. and be able to think. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But by the time you've agreed with that in your mind, they, they've probably gone to something else. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Perisic has been confirmed for uh, Spurs on a, on a free transfer. As we were saying the mm. other day, it's the sort of deal that without Antonio Conte, I don't think uh, Daniel Levy would have countenanced. The 33-year-old with no resale value on probably quite chunky wages, albeit no transfer fee. Mm. But, you know, that's you know they're the sort of players that come in and make a difference yeah, now. Yeah, it's the win-now policy that mm. Conte always likes, and why not? And I do think that, you know, having messed it up once... Daniel Levy, he's not going to get another chance. He has to back this guy. He has to go with what he wants. And if he does, he'll be rewarded. And we already finished fourth. I think they'll be at least third next year. I think they're going to challenge. And when Tottenham have got players like this, when they've brought players in with experience, older players, to knit into Mm. a side, where they did it with Edgar Davids to an extent, and Norodine Neighbour as well, who who worked with Ledley King and brought Ledley King. These are good, experienced players. Not everybody can be a rookie that you can sell for a profit. Sometimes mm. you need, as you proved sure. with Thiago Silva, plenty of great sides have proved you need an old, you need a bit of experience, an old oh, head, somebody who's been there and done it. Well, look, at, wanna... look at the Madrid side on yeah, Saturday. Exactly. How old that side was, really. Yeah, sure. It had a sprinkling of younger players, but generally... You need yeah. a balance. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes they're important. You're going to make more money out of those younger players when you come to sell them because they're developed by experienced old heads like players like Perisic. I mean, so, Croatian players tend to do well in the Premier League, and I, th- I think you'll do well. Yeah, he's, I mean, he'll be playing uh, left wing back, and there's a lot of talk about, about him bringing on Ryan Sessegnon, which is good. And they're very key to the way Conte plays the wing back. So I'm sure there's more business to be done. But anyway, that's just been confirmed. Ivan Perisic on a free 
to Spurs. Anything else, Andy? He turned down a, a new deal at uh, Inter as well, yeah. which is interesting. He just sent a message. He sent a message to the Inter fans, which I think maybe lost a bit in translation. He said, thank you for supporting me and I'll always, uh, always be pleased that I had this club in my portfolio. It's mm. like you're going to buy it as a place to pay <laughs> for them. But true. anyway, these things lose something in the translation. That's true. Uh, Forrest also want to turn Jed Spence's loan into a transfer. Mm. But I don't know, he's been linked with Spurs. I know where I'd go. I, th- I think Forrest's going to find it difficult myself, but we'll see. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that when teams come <clears> up, <throat> it is hard to tell. You could have looked at Brentford and thought, you know, they're going to struggle. I heard after the first match of the season, they felt they were going to finish 12th. Yeah. They virtually did. I think they finished 13th, something like that. So you, you just don't know. You but. wonder what would have happened without Ericsson coming in. He did make a big difference, mm. didn't he? And they, he broke that run of bad games and they just couldn't get out of that rut. And him coming in with that bit of quality. Oh, yeah, a lot of quality. That ball in, that cross in that that, uh, that kind of got them going again, didn't it? For the, the head just a brilliant play. Game. It will be interesting to see where he goes, actually, where he ends up. Yeah. You don't think he's going to stay at Brentford? Well, I don't know that, but I mean, mm. I'd imagine not, but who knows? He might. That's right. So, um, we're going to be talking tennis in a moment. You got, have you got anything else, Andy? I'm, are you, not really. I've spent... a few bits and pieces. I could okay. go, I've got loads of stuff with me, but I think okay. I've done well, it's it. up to you. Well, if you, that's you know, fine. You, hold, you keep there. We've got plenty to get. Well, you've got a couple of minutes if you want. I mean, you know, I know you love to entertain us. <laughs> oh, I don't, yeah. I don't really. Well, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really. That was what the whole point, wasn't it, really? It's a quite an odd letter, this, from Fenton. Not a dog. Okay. He, says, he wrote to the star, he says, seems like a bit of sour grapes by Nigel Clough after his side were beaten easily by Port Vale on, at Wembley on Saturday. Mm. He instated he hated Wembley and wouldn't be back. Oh, wow. If that's the case, why bother getting his team into the playoff final? <laughs> Would he have said that if they'd won... Uh, PVFC forever. We've gone up. See, so obviously it's a yeah. Port Vale fan. So good for, good for them, isn't it? Rubbing it in. What do you yeah. expect him to do? He's not going to be happy, though, is he? So, um, anything else? Not wrong about Wembley, really. No. Funny old place. Yeah, that growing sort of push to maybe, I say, the rugby league community, saying how much mm. they enjoyed uh, having it away from Wembley the other day, mm. and maybe coming back to it. They've got about three more years of Wembley, I think, but who knows? Maybe they'll they'll take it on the road. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. <laughs> No, it's not Friday at three o'clock and there's not a week of sport on TV. Martin won't be with us on Friday because, of course, we won't be here. The Queen's Jubilee. But um, we do want to talk tennis with him there. He's our unofficial tennis correspondent. He's kind of trying, he's trying out today for the role. And that's when the big money will kick in. Oh, yeah. Because there is a huge game of tennis tonight and Andy and I don't know a great deal about tennis. So we, we turn to an expert. He's been tweeting about it a lot. He's missed... He's missed the French Open. Um, it's Djokovic versus Nadal this evening, and Martin Kellner steps up to tell us more. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon to you, boys. I wouldn't claim to be an absolute expert on tennis. I do enjoy watching on TV because there are so many opportunities to gamble irresponsibly. <laughs> Which we don't want you to do, obviously, <laughs> listen. No, obviously I won't. Yes. My uh, tip has gone for the uh, Tsitsipas because he was in the lower half of the draw mm. and the, you know he had more favourable matches. Uh, he was, he'd was he lost yesterday to uh, Holger Rune, which was a fantastic match. Really, really good. Uh, 
Um, but what we're all looking for, I mean, I, I heard you mention that it plays slightly differently mm. um, at night. It's very cool in uh, Paris at the moment, apparently. A little bit warmer today than it has been. Um, but what it meant was that um, Rafa would be adversely affected by playing at night. and He wanted to play in the afternoon. But I think this is rather like, I mean, I'm no expert, as I say, but I think it's rather like mind games. Because yeah. they played last year in the semi. And uh, Djokovic, who's actually won the last two times that he's played Nadal, um, but Djokovic won the match, finished at 20 past 11. And I just think that it's a sort of psychological thing that uh, Nadal doesn't want to face him in the coolness of the night again. Um, Does he feel the cold more then, um, uh, <laughs> Rafa Nadal? Does he? He's he from New York, of course he does. Can he not he's, wear a woolly? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wear those long trousers like they used to wear. Uh, trousers and a Fred Perry, wear the old long trousers. I I mean, the official line is that the ball bounces slightly differently in the cooler conditions, and I think that's why uh, he wants to be in the afternoon. There's also an argument about the TV, because the night matches, apparently, in France, Mm. I mean, they're fine here, they're all on Eurovision, and uh, very Eurovision. Eurosport. I love it. Uh, sorry, Eurosport. Did yeah. I say Eurovision? <laughs> Eurosport. <laughs> you know, you can confuse it at times. <laughs> yes. Um, because uh, Barbara Shett, who does a lot of the... We mentioned yeah. that they've not done game Shett and we've Max, ne- but We've never have, done TV have. formats for, <laughs> for Barbara. <laughs> and we're with, no. with, our, with our listeners, we thought that was a touch risky. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, anyway, Barbara Shett, she... Um, they all call her Babsy. Babsy? Um, yeah, Tim Hammond. You wouldn't think of him as a sort of Babsy type of guy. But they... <laughs> They do the stand-up mm. punditry, mm. and uh, he calls her, he calls her Babsy, and it's all very joyous. The uh, the nighttime sessions, and they managed to get you know, it was a full house. And they managed to get them all in without pepper spraying anybody. Well, so good. well done, Paris. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, congratulations to, to for them. The, but this the is a, this is a big meeting. How come it's taking place mm. so early in the tournament? Well, they're in that side of the draw, and that's mm, okay. it's as simple as that. And that's why I picked Tsitsipas because he was in the you know the other half of the draw. Um, but Eurosport getting very very excited about it. There's actually, and I've never the only place you you normally see this is on Sky Sports uh, when the transfer window is about to close. You get a countdown. Ooh. I was just watching uh, Coco Goff, <coughs> who just beat mm. Sloan Stevens, the mm. two American players uh, in the ladies. And uh, they're on the screen. They have a little countdown, and wow. it was saying sort of seven hours, whatever it was, uh, till they they meet. And uh, really, because they do a little between each match, uh, you get um, well. It wasn't Barbara Shett. It was uh, Elise Kim. A little spot they called Elise in the alleys, and mm. she's talking to Alex Karetcha or Mats Willander, one of those tennis players you'll remember from Wimbledon. You know. 10, 15 years ago. Um, and she does a little chat, and she was saying it's the first time we've ever had a countdown. Um, and it's oh. a massive, uh, massive, massive game. I mean, uh, it'd be great. Do you watch the whole match when you watch a match? <clears throat> Hmm. No, I I uh, drift oh. off. For <laughs> yeah, that's right. or, <laughs> I only like if I do watch tennis. I just like the last game of the last deciding set. Yeah. Do you watch about One two or three minutes? Then well, it can be yeah. getting a bit longer than that. But okay. yeah, that's about it. About yeah. ten minutes no, max. In that sense, it's a bit like basketball, isn't it? I mean, everything happens at the end, really. Oh, okay. But the, I mean, the great I, I, the way scoring goes in tennis. Hmm. 
Um, you can be watching a match and be confident somebody is winning. And then all of a sudden, it, it sort of, I mean, it, it was like that with Tsitsipas yesterday. And what, what's particularly fascinating about the uh, French Open this year is there are a lot of younger, because we're all looking, they're not going to go on forever. You know, Federer and Djokovic and Nadal, it's not going to be them forever. Mm. So we, you're sort of watching it to see who's, uh, who's emerging. Um, I mentioned Holger Rune yesterday, the Danish player. There's also uh, Felix Auger Aliassimi, who's a, a, a Canadian player, also 19, and uh, Alcaraz. Oh, Alcaraz. Yeah. I know you've got three 19 year olds, mm. um, and what you're looking at here is p- probably. Uh, you know, a new generation of tennis stars, and they'll maybe, you know, for 10 years, we'll maybe watch you, be watching these players. So, um, very exciting. Most and of I, the support in, in, the, uh, in the room will be, they think, for um, Nadal. Nadal, yeah. They, yeah. I mean, obviously, Djokovic's support wavers a bit. There's other things he's been involved in that could turn yes. the crowd against him. He's a bit of a golden boy, Nadal. So, 80% of the room probably going to be off supporting him. I don't like Nadal at all. I mean, I, you know, I always support whoever's playing Nadal. Really? Um, yeah. I, I read a profile of him, uh, a, this has been about oof, maybe 10 years ago, mm. by uh, Lynn Barber. And, you know, Lynn Barber is a very, it was in a Sunday Times magazine, and Lynn Barber is uh, quite acerbic as a journalist. And um, she sort of got the impression that Nadal was a little bit big-headed. I mean, mm. they all are a bit, but I mean, that he was... He took it to extremes, and read this. And I, I sort of took against Natal a bit there, and all the little ticks that he has. As was, I was tweeting about the fact that he's always pulling his shorts out of, uh, yeah, out yeah. of the, his what backside. Was yes, backside. That's yes. the word I'm looking for. <laughs> so he's doing, he's doing that. The all sort of thing time. at school. They say, um, stop doing that, boy. Wouldn't they? Back exactly in the day, that. it can't be exactly worse than that. what was his name, Sancho Gonzalez. What was his name? There, Pancho. 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 Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah he was always fiddling with his shoulders and pulling his car around. It's a bit of a sports, sports person's thing, isn't it? They're kind it of is. It's all part of their process, I guess. I think it is. I, th- I think you're absolutely right. It's a sort of borderline OCD type thing that a lot of sports people have, and I suppose that's how they do. You know, it helps in terms of repeating the same thing over and over again until mm. you've got it exactly right. So David Beckham's talked about that with uh, with free kicks and stuff. So there is a bit of that, but you know, I just don't like him that much. Okay. Uh, Djokovic has obviously angered people because of all the anti-vaxxing, etc. So that's caused him uh, a bit of concern. Nadal, uh, Djokovic is favourite, by the way, if mm. uh, people do want to gamble irresponsibly. Yeah. I think he's... Well, um, ideally, he's Zverev versus um, Alcaraz is just underway. It's, now, it's just yeah. the first... It's, yeah, it's very early it's days of the first game, but... Yeah, no need to watch it for a couple of hours. This should it's, start um, at quarter... To, so this night <laughs> session starts quarter to eight UK time. Quarter so, to eight yeah. UK time. That's when Could be, if, if the match between Zverev and uh, Alcaraz goes on mm. uh, it might be starting later but well you know worth tuning in. I mean the whole Eurosport thing is uh, it's highly entertaining I Excellent. love all these people brilliant um, Martin well that's fantastic yeah. well thank you you, you did You're rather well did you pass Excellent. the audition yeah. the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast well there we are that was this afternoon's show uh, we'll do it all again with the bank holiday uh, two days this will be our last show of the week we have a, a birthday spread celebrity birthday spread yes. special show Harry I would say Hill. I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, Harry Hill will be taking the on. Oh, I'm gonna. Andy you two will, always slaughter me anyway. Andy will be performing be so bad to a professional comedian, a BAFTA-winning uh, comedian. But uh, you, I'm sure the material will work, Andy. No problem. <laughs>
So do join us if you can for that and building up to the Scotland game and lots of other stuff uh, besides. Uh, until I'm then, have get a great... in those eighteen writers yeah. for tomorrow. <laughs> until then, have a great evening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four p.m. on Talksport. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.